Welcome to Boss of My Money podcast, your number one choice for bite-sized lessons on how to take care of your coins and achieve financial success. I am your host, Esther Bangura, the founder and budgeting expert at Boss of My Money. So whether it's improving your money habits, developing a wealthy mindset, becoming debt-free, saving money, or learning how to invest, girl, say no more because you are in the right place. And if you want to get clear about where you stand financially, why not get your hands on one of my amazing freebies, my five step guide to organizing your finances at bossofmymoney.co.uk. Hi there, welcome to Boss of My Money. This is episode number eight. In today's episode, I'll be answering some of your money-related questions that you've sent me either via email or directly messaged to me on Instagram at Boss of My Money. I absolutely love answering your questions. I'm a big believer in ask, ask, ask. Um, and I really like the questions that I received this week. Um, and what I decided to do is choose a variety of them. And I will try and answer as many questions as I can each week and just try to kind of group them so that you get a variety of um, Q&As that I go through. But this week, we've got three questions that I'm going to be responding to. Um, Thank you so much for sending them over to me. Really appreciate you trusting me um, with your finances. And before I do answer these questions, I just want to give a disclaimer that I'm not a financial advisor, I am a financial coach, which means that I look at more money and behavior than I do the numbers. So any information that I do give you, please do not use it as financial advice. If you want, you know, personal advice on your finances, then I would suggest that you seek advice from a certified financial advisor. So let's get straight into it. First question that I was asked, um, I won't be sharing the names because um, people that have sent in the questions of arcs to remain anonymous, which is totally fine. Um, so the first question I have is how do I budget on a fluctuating income? Um, so this person says, Esther, I work part-time and I tend to work a lot of overtime and this brings up my income significantly. How do I budget for total expenses each month um, when my income goes up and down. Okay, so um, I've got three tips for you. So the first thing you want to do is you want to create a baseline for your expenses based on your guaranteed income. So what this means is that if your part-time salary pays you, say, a thousand pounds, a thousand dollars, you want to budget for that. So you want all of your expenses, your essential expenses, especially to be up to a thousand pounds or less, right? So just because you earn a thousand pounds, doesn't mean you have to spend a thousand pounds, but you want your bills to be able to match your guaranteed income. Any non-essential expense that you have, then you want that to come out of the extra that you earn. So that's one thing, right? Is making sure that all of your essential bills um, come to the value of your guaranteed income from your part-time salary, whatever that may be. Secondly, you need to have an emergency fund and having an emergency fund will act as a cushion for you to fall back on on those months where you're not able to do as much overtime. So what you can do is start by saving a thousand pound as soon as possible. You know, if you have the money, save it 
as a one-time, you know, payment, then go ahead and do that. You may have to um, save a certain amount each month over the next month or two to be able to get to a thousand, but you just want to have a thousand pounds there in case any emergencies, in case over the next month or two, you don't get as much over time as you envision. And then once you have your thousand, you want to build that up to three to six months worth of your total monthly expenses. So remember I mentioned about you know, working out what your total essential expenses are for the month. So what you do is you will times that total by three or six, which will give you the amount that you need as your emergency fund for three to six months. So try to focus on building your emergency fund. It just means that on those months when you're not doing as much overtime and you still have things that need to be paid for, that you can then dip into your emergency fund. But bear in mind that your emergency fund should only be for your essential bills. It's not for anything related to entertainment or fun or non-essentials. And my final tip for you would be to get on a budget. Um, So I would suggest that you try the zero-based budget. I think that would work great for you. And you can check out a blog that I've just done um, and published on the website. And it's all about how to create a zero-based budget. And it's basically where you budget every month based on your true income and your true plan expenses. So most people kind of like just create a budget of what they plan to spend, but then they don't actually go back to it. So a zero-based budget, you not only do you create a budget that's true to that month and whatever your income and expenses for that month, but you also um, go back to that budget to make sure that you're sticking to it and that where you've said that you're allocating funds is where you've allocated those funds to. Okay, so question number two, I love this question. Um, So question number two says, I am 28 years old, I work full time and I'm living with my parents and no dependents of my own. Should I get life insurance? insurance? I love this question. Thank you so much for um, asking this because this is a topic that's very close to my heart. Um, So let me get straight into the answer. So I guess the first place to start is to ask yourself the question that if something were to happen to me, can my parents afford funeral costs without going out of pocket? So you have to think about, okay, how will something happening to me impact my loved ones, right? And if you believe that your family, and I guess it's not even something to believe, maybe this is a conversation that you can actually have with your parents, that if something were to happen to you, how would it impact them and their finances in terms of being able to afford funeral costs? You know, nowadays, just even the most basic funerals can cost up up to 15,000. Um, funerals can cost a lot of money. So that could be a question that you pose to your parents to understand um, in more detail what the impact of, you know, something happening to you would be on them. And then I guess the other question is to ask, you mentioned that you don't have any dependents of your own. So I assume that you're saying that you don't have um, children, but do you care for anybody else that is dependent on your income. So although you might not have kids of your own, but do you support any family members? Um, do you support, you know, your own parents? Are you contributing um, towards bills in the house that your parents are relying on? So if something were to happen to you and you could no longer provide, you know, those funds for either your parents or whoever you care for, how would it impact them? So these questions all kind of help you to understand um, how much cover you need and why you may 
may need the cover, the purpose of the cover. And the third question I would ask you is, do you have any legacy that you want to leave behind? Um, so I don't know how to say this without, without sounding away, right? But life insurance is kind of there to obviously, um, help families to cope during a difficult time of loss, to be able to cover funeral costs and to be able to pay for, you know, high ticket expenses, um, that would make the family's life a lot easier. So for example, paying off a mortgage or having funds available for children's education and so forth. So think about any legacies that you want to leave behind. Like what are the things that you're working on? What goals do you have? What visions do you have, you know, that you would want to continue even if you were not to be here tomorrow. So these are questions that you can ask, um, you can answer, and it would help you in deciding whether or not you need life insurance. I think if you were like my younger sister or younger brother or a close friend of mine, then I would say, yes, go ahead and get it. Um, life insurance is actually cheaper when you're younger. Um, and even if as a start, you just get, you know, cover to um, cover funeral costs, that is a good place to start. I am actually a set certified life insurance and health advisor. So I got qualified during the pandemic because a lot of people were asking me questions about it. And so I looked into it and it was pretty easy for me to get qualified. And so I did all the necessary training and took the necessary assessments. So if you want, you know, me to help you further with looking into, um, you know, the right type of policy for you, then do get in touch with me. Um, okay. So moving on to the next and final question. So the third question is about debt and mortgage. Um, I like this question because obviously I am now completely debt free. I had 18,000 pounds worth of debts that I paid off in 22 months. Um, that's actually one of my biggest achievement. Um, so the question reads, I own a three bedroom home which has equity, and I have 25k of debt. I'm thinking of downsizing to pay off my debts. I'm not sure if this is a good idea. Ah, well, thank you for asking this question. So I guess, hmm, where should I start with this one? So I believe in looking at all of the possible options available and weighing each one before making a decision, right? So well done for thinking on this. Um, so what I want to give you is what your options are, what your different options are, because there isn't a right and wrong answer. It all depends on your individual situation. And some of these questions, sometimes I do find them challenging because it's hard to give like a precise or an exact answer without knowing um, detail about your financial situation. And this is why I do my one-to-one sessions because I get to deep dive into that individual's numbers and almost give like a tailored plan for them. So I'm going to just give you different options that you have and hopefully they will get you thinking. Um, and I would suggest that you explore all of these options individually um, and then decide which is best for you. So I guess your first option is to keep the house and reduce your expenses or increase your income and focus on knocking down the debt 
you know, in the next one to two years. 25K, although it seems a lot, obviously I don't know how much you earn. So me saying that it doesn't seem a lot, if you're not earning a lot of money, then that could look like a lot of debt. But depending on how much you earn, 25K can easily be paid off in, you know, one to two years, two and a half years, depending on how much you earn and depending on how focused you are about becoming debt-free. So that's a possible option. Keep the house. Um, If you're only thinking, of downsizing because you want to pay off the debt. I want you to know that you can still remain in the house um, and look at reducing your expenses or increasing your income and focusing on paying down that debt. And that's an achievable goal. If you, you know, have a plan um, and you get on a budget, um, it can be done. So another option is to work the numbers. And I strongly recommend this, right? And what I mean by working the numbers is really deep diving into what the numbers look like. So for example, how much do you have left on your mortgage? How much equity do you have? How much would it cost you to sell your house and buy a new one? So when most people look at buying and selling, they tend to just focus on the house value or the house costs when there's actually additional fees that are involved in selling a house. So you want to also consider how much it will cost you to sell and how much it will cost you to move into a new home. There's additional expenses that come with that. So you might be thinking that you're saving money when actually by the time you've moved, you've actually spent all of that extra money that you thought you would have had. So in addition, um, you want to find out how much, it, how much new bills would cost. So surprisingly, you know, people relocate because it's, they relocate maybe to somewhere cheaper, but then the money that they would have spent staying where they stayed, for example, ends up going into travel. So although they're, they're not paying as much in mortgage, they are spending a lot of money traveling into work, you know, especially if they live outside of London and work in London, they end up spending all that money in travel, um, or they end up spending that money in other sort of maintenance costs for the house. So really look at how how much your new bills will be in this new home? Will there be added costs to you moving? And so with this in mind, um, you will know how much you will actually have to pay off that debt. So, you know, once you've sold, once you've covered all the expenses of selling and moving into a new home, you know, will you really have 25K to throw into the debt? And finally, I, I want you to kind of remember that it's not just about paying off the debt, right? So sometimes, it's not so much a debt issue. Um, and what I mean by that is kind of have to understand why you got into that debt in the first place, right? Um, so you could be throwing money at the debt from the, from the sale of the house, but you could end up in debt again after a few years, um, even after paying off the 25K. So your issue could be a budget issue. Your issue could be um, a lifestyle issue and not necessarily a debt issue as such. So I would suggest that you go back to basics and check your budget, right? Where is your money going and why? Um, I find that when people kind of explore where their money is going, the reason why they're in debt, you know, how they got into that debt and why they've not been able to pay it off sooner. Um, once you explore that and you kind of get the answers that you need from that and then go on to create a debt repayment plan, I find that people are more committed to that plan and they're able to become debt free a lot quicker as a 
opposed to just, I have this debt, I want to get rid of it. Let me just throw money at it because it's not really dealing with the issue, with the core issue. It's just almost scratching the surface. And I'm a believer in let's get to the core problem. There is a problem here. And a lot of the time what we see as the problem isn't always the problem, right? The problem is deeper than that. And I like to just go straight in. Let's just go straight for the kill. Let's get to the bottom of this so that when you start to work on becoming debt-free, you're working on the real issues and not just surface level. So that is all we have for um, today's episode. Thank you so much for your questions. Um, Please do keep them coming. Like I said, I love answering your questions. It really helps me to know what topics you guys are interested in. And I, it also helps me to know how I can help you achieve them. And as well, these questions kind of take me back to where I was on my journey, which I always like to share, you know, my progress and what I did to overcome those challenges, how I paid my debt off, etc. So thank you so much for these questions. Keep them coming. Um, you can send your questions to esther at bossofmymoney.co.uk and I'll be more than happy to um, answer them. The only action I have for you this week is if you want to master your budget, going back to the three questions that I had this week, each of them, one way or the other, leads to how you manage your budget, right? Because your budget is how you manage your finances on a daily basis. And so if you want to master your budget, then do stop by at bossofmymoney.co.uk for more information on how you can get your budget to start working for you, especially as we begin a new year. Thank you again for listening to Boss of My Money podcast with Esther. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode. And if you'd like me to answer any of your questions, you can include your name or it can be anonymous. Then do send your questions to Esther at Boss of My Money. .co.uk. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. I would really appreciate it if you took time to also rate and review this podcast. Stop by at bossofmymoney.co.uk for more details on how you can get started on your financial success journey. See you again on the next episode.